Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View Wrap on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon in the studio with me, finance presenter JP Ong and Jeff Howie, strategic market analyst from the SGX. We are in the studio surprise, together. Surprise. <laughs> Phase three easing, uh, but this won't last, unfortunately, because we're going to be separated again from next week. So we might, yeah. so we might as well make it's this good. It's a one good. and done. <laughs> yeah, it's a one and done. We might as well make it good. The SDI is up uh, 0.82%. Uh, we just touched uh, 2,800 and, and, you know, Held that for a nanosecond. Now we're at twenty-seven ninety-nine point sixty-nine. <laughs> so we are about four tenths away from that. And the most important thing is, if you round that up, it is at that at that particular level. And uh, yes, there was a successful breach of that earlier on. Perhaps just a little bit of a pull, uh, just a bit of a tiptoeing back, I think, from the SDI. But again, this is another impressive day of gains for the Straits Times Index, up by about twenty-two point seven points, two seven nine nine seven hundred and one million Singapore dollars in total value turnover. So appetites are looking pretty good today. 274 stocks, REITs, and trusts that are gaining ground. Only 100 that are tracking back so far today. Um, you look at the rest of the region so far uh, in, in terms of movements today, it's, uh, it's looking fairly mixed. So the fact that the STI is performing this well, it's also remarkable when you put it beside some of these other indices mm. or some of their peers in the in the Asia-Pacific. The Nikkei 225 today falling by about 0.4%. We do have the ASX 200 in Australia down by about 0.1%. Now, there are there is some news that apparently the, the recently um, imposed lock Lockdowns in South Australia that contain the outbreak might actually be eased earlier than we thought because some of the contact tracing and some of the um, the reason for why they're doing that apparently was based on this from some news sources that apparently was based on questionable um, reporting. So they are now ready to at least start easing back. Nevertheless, you saw the ASX 200 in the red down by eight points out in Sydney. The South Korean Kospi today holding on with a very slender, slender gain of just one point. The Taiwan Weight Exchange today trading about eight points in the red. We've got the Shanghai Composite and the Shenzhen Bourse also seeing slight modest gains. Shanghai up by four and a half points. Shenzhen up by about 0.3%. The Hang Seng today up by about 0.3%. So when you take stock of all of these major indices across the Asia-Pacific, the best performer intraday has to be the STI. And this despite the fact that there's still some question marks over not just uh, not just uh, the rising COVID-19 cases we're seeing in certain parts of the world also, but also whether or not we're going to see a stimulus package and continued support, at least in the United States. Now, lawmakers in the U.S. have restarted talks again about a possible fiscal stimulus package. But there were some interesting and slightly concerning comments from Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, where he said actually that he wants to at least Take out, take the CARES Act and some of the credit programs that the Fed is, uh, has in, as, uh, has instilled, and try to redirect them to other parts uh, to, to support other parts of the economy. Investors have actually said that yes, these credit programs have not been tapped, have not been tapped significantly or deeply by many corporates and by many businesses. But that the fact that you have these particular programs available has lent lent, lent investor confidence uh, uh, for the most part. But it also points at perhaps a rare. Um, uh, a point of disagreement, at least, from between the U.S. Treasury and also the uh, Federal Reserve or the, or, or the monetary policymakers. And I think this is something that markets at least are digesting. If you take a look at the U.S. futures today, it's fairly mixed. The Dow Jones, Dow Jones futures are trading 172 points in the red. S&P 500 futures down by 15 points. But NASDAQ futures up, up but only by about 18 points for, NAS, for NASDAQ futures. So you're seeing that there's a little bit of a, I guess, question 
uh, uh, ask, uh, I guess, uh, soul searching at least for, for for markets and investors. But despite all of that, the Straits Times Index and the SG and uh, and stocks here in Singapore looking very confident. And there's got to be explanation as to why um, the more conservative uh, <laughs> Singaporean investor seems to be a little bit more uh, courageous as compared to some of their peers. Maybe because it's Friday. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, but then again, we haven't seen it act this way in certain Fridays. This is a special Friday. <laughs> it is a special Friday because we're all in the studio together now. Jeff, is that why they're confident? Yeah. <laughs> Last week when we spoke, we had breached 2,700. Now you're in the studio with us and we've breached 2,800. Uh, are we looking at a new threshold? Yeah, the so 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 the STI is at twenty eight hundred now, and I guess the the most important high that the STI has made uh, since the uh, volatility of March is of course that twenty eight forty high on the uh, 9th of June this year. So we're still some, let's say, about one percent off that medium term high that we've made. Now for the for the index to actually break that high, it's going to um, really need a lot of its big heavyweights to also break their 9th of June high. Now, DBS already has. Mm-hmm. The high for DBS back then was, I think, $23.58. It's it's now above $24. Uh, but UOB, which is around twenty two seventy two, that has to get above twenty three thirty eight. OCBC is around $9.90. It has to get above $9.95. And then you've got the real estate stocks as well, like Capital Land. That's at $3, but that was at $3.24 back on 9th of June. UOL is pretty close at around $7.50 to its 9 June high. And then City Developments is some way off, $7.75 at the moment, but made that 9th of June high at $9.30. So uh, for the, for, I guess for that, for that target of that 9th of June high, you, um, you'll obviously have to, as you always, see these heavyweights and look for some continued rotation into the heavyweights. We've had rotation this week. Uh, the three banks together have seen something like $180 million of net institutional inflow. Capital Land has seen more than $20 million of net institutional inflow. UOL, uh, more than $10 million, And City Development, close to $5 million of net inflow. Uh, and at the same time, as JP was, was saying, it, a lot depends on the US market as well. And we've had a pretty rocky last uh, last 12 hours in America with this fiscal stimulus talk, as you said. Mm-hmm. So so at the moment, the S&P 500 index or the S&P 500 futures, I should say, closes at 6 a.m. Singapore time, just as the sun's coming up. And um, about an hour and a half before the close, the S&P 500 was up around 35.80. And then um, soon after the, the overnight, I guess their overnight, our early morning open, the Asia trading session open, that was down at 35.40. Five, which is yeah, something like 40 point drop mm-hmm. um, and then since it has um, climbed back somewhat up to around 35.65 so it's it's retraced I guess more than half the losses that, w- that we saw in the end of the right. session uh, but nonetheless those swings of course do create some inertia and when you are seeing so much rotation from the momentum segment of the market to the value segment of the market you, that, well, as we've seen over the last two weeks then obviously you're, you're, you're expecting to see higher volume as we're seeing on the morning session. Okay, so what you're saying is 2,800, not necessarily a current threshold to be shooting at, but how about 2,700? Well, we're, we're comfortably above that 2,700 so level. That, is that the new line in the sand for us? I think so. And in fact, you've actually seen uh, over the last couple of... I, I, it, I, it's... If you if people are worried that we're going to dip below that, I think it's going to take a momentous 
downward catalyst to really uh, convince investors to fall below that particular level because nowhere i believe in this week at all did we uh, did we uh, think did was, was there was there any risk of the STI falling below that yes we did take a bit of a step back yesterday mm-hmm. but again this could just have been down to good old fashioned profit taking a lack of catalyst perhaps people just saying okay that moderna news that helped boost some markets earlier on this week that's kind of fizzled out and now what are we going to do i think the big question that i've been asking a lot of investment managers and i'd love to get jeff's uh, input on this also is you know we have all the you, know, you know we have Dr. Anthony Fauci in the U.S. saying that the the end of the pandemic is within sight, it's within reach, but the, it will take months before we can actually roll out some of these uh, vaccines to act, to actually uh, um, contain and perhaps uh, put an end to the pandemic. Meanwhile, you're seeing all these cases rising in the northern hemisphere mostly, and also in Japan with, with Tokyo now at the highest virus level at the moment. And if we start to see this ramp up, especially during this winter, is this just a matter of see, of having to deal with short term pain, maybe two three months? of a lot of pain before things actually get better? And can people really hold on? Will that actually also mean that to get over this hump of maybe three to four months, and I'm just throwing out a number out there, but if things get worse for this period before things actually get better, um, will stimulus be even more important now just to get us over this last stretch? I, I think the beachhead, when it comes to drawing a line in the sand per mm-hmm. se, and I, you know, I'm an Aussie, so I know <laughs> all about beaches. Yeah. Uh, and sand. <laughs> and, and <laughs> the the, the it's it's the the big catalyst this week. Uh, the big difference this week, and we saw it to an extent last week, is that there has been a high element of credibility in what the World Health Organization has been saying, mm-hmm. what Dr. Anthony Fauci, um, the NIAID uh, head, has been saying, because. Uh, they're not just talking the talk; they're actually walking the walk. Yeah. Um, we we talked about a, the potential Moderna vaccine mm-hmm. um, being released, very, the, that commercial uh, press release coming out, I think, last week because Dr. Fauci had mentioned it at the time the Pfizer announcement came out, yep. and that was all um, according to uh, what the World Health Organization Director General had said back in the beginning of October. There, there, every uh, I guess announcement or forward-looking estimate they've made. Mm-hmm. Has very much come in um, as it, as they as they have announced. So right. there's there's that high degree of credibility, and I think the markets are taking stock in that. Um, you can also, I guess, look at the fact, like JP was saying, what is counteracting some of that, if you will, is is of course the resurgence. The good thing about the resurgence, though, if there is anything, the mm-hmm. silver lining, is that. When at the end of June we had the 10 million cases, we had a mortality rate just under 5%. Mm -hmm. When we look at the mortality rate now for the 55 million cases, it's half that. It's two and a half percent because there has been so much prevalent testing and so forth. So, sure. so that that that's a small silver lining, but nonetheless, that of course is the key driver: the resurgence um, and mm. how we can contain it. But nonetheless, uh, the markets obviously are building into the to the fact that they do expect relief on the way, um, and 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 there has been that element of credibility. There's also the WHO has always been pretty strong this year as well that there is a plan for effective distribution, and and that's been that's come into the commentators and the outlooks this week and just how easy will it be able to dis- distribute this? Well, this is where actually Bill Gates comes in because mm-hmm. Bill Gates, is his Gavi organisation foundation is actually going to be working very closely with the World Health Organisation as well as this Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness that is uh, going to very much focus on a fair, equitable and quick distribution of the vaccine across the world. Okay, we have six weeks to 2021. I, I can't believe I just said that. You know, because I, I, 2020 has just been a blur for me. But we have six weeks to 
2021. We're already getting warnings from our government here in Singapore and and other players and, and big businesses basically saying brace for it because there isn't going to be a recovery in the first quarter of next year. How's that going to affect the short term and this 2800 line in the sand or the 2700 line in the sand? Is this sentiment going to prevail? This sentiment that we're having now? Well, well, go ahead, Jeff. We'll get our first hint of it Monday morning, 8 o'clock, when now finalised GDP comes out for the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And we are expecting somewhat of, a, of an upward revision uh, to the manufacturing, because the manufacturing numbers were so strong in September. Right. And the fact that the uh, forward estimate only takes into account the info from July and August, we will have uh, an upward revision to our GDP. But as, as, but as, as we've always said, the recovery is uneven. It's sequential. Mm-hmm. That is, we're seeing month-on-month gains, not um, year on mm-hmm. year gains, obviously, and uh, and it's at, so far it's been focused on the electronics sectors, uh, electronic part of manufacturing as well as the health. Now, for the index itself, it's of course highly, highly correlated with the state of financial services and the state of real estate and general industrial activity mm-hmm. here in Singapore. So um, going into next year, uh, you know, the market will very much be in line with the economic should be in line with the economic recovery of Singapore mm-hmm. because uh, people like to say it's you know there's new economy stocks there's old economy mm-hmm. stocks it's not really right mm-hmm. it's 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 you have an index which is very different to a stock market the index just represents a certain portion of the stock market now in the elements of the stock market that are potentially going to see more increased business it does include the rubber glove makers. The average selling prices for the rubber gloves are expected to continue to grow next year. So, hence, there's some of that um, that business that has been able to thrive in the times of COVID-19 is still expected to see continued growth next year, which sends that cross signal that yes, we're not out of the neck out of the woods yet, and that um, I guess slow, gradual, uh, but definite recovery. Um, it's it's very much built in, big, in across the big cross market assets as well. Uh, you know, I love to always look at the price ratio spread between crude oil as a great mm-hmm. benchmark for global demand, as well as um, gold, the, mm-hmm. the big safe haven, the big independent market. And when you look at the price ratio spread of those two key commodities, it's still very exacerbated, it's still very high. Um, it's still around more than 40 times gold is priced, more than 40 times the price of crude. And uh, that's that's come off a lot from the 80 times price ratio in March, but it's still elevated um, mm-hmm. compared to going into 2020. I think the, the pre-high was around 35 times in Feb 16 when we also had a bout of volatility. So the big global markets outside the equity markets are still saying, as we said, there's still a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. I think... Well, the third quarter, it's also you know, the fact that the third quarter GDP figures of Singapore were so were, uh, are expected to be uh, show some recovery also coincides with the fact that the global economy itself was also showing signs of picking up during the third quarter. But of course, with these lockdowns that are happening now in Europe and the US and a lot of question marks now for some of these major economies that Singapore counts as big trading partners, it highlights also just how open and how vulnerable and somewhat dependent the economy here is going to be on the health of some of our biggest trading partners, sans China which seems to be sustaining that recovery. Although people in China that I've spoken to actually said that they are bracing themselves for winter and they're 
crossing their fingers that they don't see a second wave of cases come up during the December, January months. Um, but generally, if we, do, if we do see this double dip recession, for instance, in Europe happen, if we start to see the U.S. economic recovery start to come off, uh, start to really uh, come, come down, if we see some of these Southeast Asian economies that are also big trading partners of Singapore also start to uh, continue to uh, stall or find their economic recovery stalling, this could also weigh on the fourth quarter GDP numbers of Singapore. But I think one... One explanation, this is just me uh, throwing an idea out there. One reason why the Straits Times Index and why Singapore stocks might be reacting more positively after the fact that we have these COVID-19 vaccines and the positive developments also is because given how open and how vulnerable Singapore is, a lot of these stocks, which are very cyclical, also have the most to gain if we actually get the pandemic under control. And uh, thus, I think uh, this is just uh, I think I think in some sense, this is why some of these uh, some of these uh, stocks that have really done well uh, that have really been battered, the likes of SIA, for instance, and even the banks here have been wearing a, a, a wider grin than, say, some other counterparts in other countries in the Asia Pacific well, region. Well, that certainly has been having a good few. They've days. been chuckling. Yes. They've and, been yeah. chuckling. <laughs> and uh, and SBH today is up almost ten percent, and I think the turnover on the stock is three times what it usually trades. I think mm-hmm. the stock usually trades fifteen million dollars a day. It's mm-hmm. already traded forty five million dollars a day. Uh, in terms of the, I guess the regional outlook, we've also got the uh, the free trade agreement as well, mm-hmm. which was a pretty important thing for our, 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 our overall stock market in terms of finding ways to restructure and make the regional value chain and supply chains a lot more efficient. Uh, one company in particular, Hype International, has uh, it's the Apple supplier and it's been continuously working to diversify its production regions, its customer base since the US-China trade tensions all began and the potential escalations of the trade tensions it even remained on the company's outlook in the middle of this year. Um, but no Nonetheless, with the welcome developments of uh, you know, p- p- potential strategic recalibration of U.S.-China relations, as well as this trade agreement, this stock's gained uh, something like twenty percent, twenty-two percent in the month to date, which has taken a, a, a decline of around twenty-two percent in the mm-hmm. year to date to, to a decline two percent in the year to date. Right. That you know, it is for someone looking in with n- no position and uh, no stakes, basically, other than being a spectator, it's been a very, very interesting week. A little bit... It's <laughs> also a very interesting week being, if you if you don't have a stake, the MedTech's international <laughs> CEO uh, actually bought some stocks in MedTech's this, this week. Um, mm-hmm. He bought uh, one million shares, so mm-hmm. about a million dollars worth. He bought them. So this uh, previous the filing show, he previously did not have a position in Medtech. So he did right. not have shares. He bought them this week at 97 cents per share. Remember, they closed last year at 3.7 cents per share. Right. Very interesting week. Um, it no. has been a, a very interesting week. And, you know, I, I suspect we're going to have a... Another very interesting week next week. Especially given the fact that the GDP numbers are coming out also. And we also have, I believe, industrial production numbers on Thursday. And really, it's now a good time to actually take stock of earnings season in Singapore as well and how the report cards have done. The third quarter results, for the most part, have Mm -hmm. been shown a stark improvement, at least, to what's happened in the second quarter. But again, now we have to figure out if if the momentum can be continued or if we'll we'll feel some of those headwinds we're seeing in some of our major trading partners actually come back and weigh on the yeah, but for now, at least, uh, you know, it's uh, a pat on the back, really, that we're we're now at about twenty eight hundred, and now the question is, oh, twenty two seven nine eight. But 
um, the decent chance I think it could actually close above that uh, as well if you can squeeze a little bit more juice out of this. But at the moment, it's been yet another impressive week, at least for the STI. All right. And if you want to find out if we did make 2800 and hold it, JP Ong does have another market view update at 405. I'm Clarissa Montero. He's finance presenter JP Ong, and we're joined in the studio today by Jeff Howie, strategic market analyst from the SGX. This is Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.